0: Okay, my friends. So today we are reading a story called The Carpenter's Gift. And it is a Christmas tale about the Rockefeller Center tree. And we wanted to pick this one up because the story we read yesterday has to do with the great spruce and how it made a trip down to a big fancy city for their Christmas celebration. And here we have another story, very similar, similar idea. So, um, but this one's a little more historical, historically specific. So here we go, my friends. Today is The Carpenter's Gift by David Rubel, illustrated by Jim LaMarsh. And if you can get your hands on this book, I highly, highly recommend it, friends, because, um, I believe that this particular book, um, does benefit a pretty important, um, and in my opinion, um, important and powerful, um, what's the word we're looking for here? Ministry? Um, it's called Habitat for Humanity. And we're going to talk about that in a minute, but let's get right into this story. The Carpenter's Gift. Nearly a lifetime had passed but Henry could still remember what it felt like to wake up in the old shack, especially during wintertime. In those days, the great depression gripped the country. And like many people, parents, Henry's parents were out of work. They couldn't afford coal for the stove or warm blankets for the beds. So young Henry usually woke up with a shiver, but he didn't complain because it was nobody's fault. Instead, he visited warm places in his mind. One day in 1931, actually the day before Christmas, Henry was reading a book when he heard the loud toot, toot toot of a car horn. He opened the front door and saw his father behind the wheel of a borrowed truck. Go for a ride, Sparky his father shouted over the rumbling engine. You bet, Henry shouted back, and raced inside to get his coat. Riding in any sort of car was a special treat for Henry, not to be missed. Soon, he was sitting beside his father, nose pressed to the window glass. Now, do you get to ride in the car with your father? Hmm. You don't? Oh, I thought so. You To ride in the car with your father and with your mother. I have a question for you. Do you ever think of that as a special treat? Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Well, this little boy's hut is a special treat. Maybe the next time you get in the car with your mother or your father, you can think, is this a special treat? What could make it a special treat? And look for some ways to make it special. They drove into a nearby grove of evergreens. Henry breathed in the strong, familiar smell. Here's the plan, Henry's father said. See those spruce trees, Sparky? We're going to cut them down and take them to the city. Why? Henry asked. To sell them as Christmas trees, his father said. Even though New York City was just an hour's drive away, Henry had never been there before. He shivered with excitement at the thought of seeing all those tall buildings scraping the sky. When Henry and his father reached Midtown Manhattan, they began to look for a place to park and unload. Driving down Fifth Avenue, they found a good spot next to a construction site. Mind if I set up here? Henry's father asked a worker. The man looked them over. It didn't take him long to figure out that Henry's father was down on his luck. No problem, the man said. I'll give you a hand. My name's Frank. And then he turned around and called out, Hey, Mikey, Polly, get out, help me get out of here. And for the rest of the afternoon, Henry and his father sold trees to passersby. At the end of the day, they had earned enough money to make the trip a success. "'We should be getting home now,' Henry's father said as the sun set behind a tall building. "'What about the rest of the trees?' Henry asked. "'I thought we'd give them to Frank and the other fellows.' Henry nodded in agreement. "'The best presents aren't the ones, are the ones that you don't expect.' he thought do you think that's true that the best presents are the ones that you don't expect uh-huh mm-hmm. i think he's right too Because it was Christmas Eve, the workers were having a little party. Frank and the others took the tallest of the trees that Henry and his father had given them and decorated it with whatever they could cobble together. Paper garlands, cranberries threaded onto string, even a few shiny tin cans. Isn't that funny? henry added an ornament of his own toilet paper thingies. they kind of look like toilet paper rolls but i think they're tin cans yeah henry added an ornament of his own made of newspaper that he had folded into a star in the background he could hear his father talking with frank about grown-up things hard times for henry's family the shack in which they lived but henry didn't want to think about those things he just wanted to look at the most marvelous Christmas tree he had ever seen. And I have a question for you about that. Do you look at your Christmas tree and think it's the most marvelous Christmas tree you've ever seen? Um take that take that um star off and put an angel on it. Oh. That's the best Christmas tree. You want an angel on top of the tree, huh? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, there's always ways to improve things, I suppose. But it's also nice just to be grateful that we have what we have, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You know, there are some families that don't have Christmas trees. How lucky are we that we do? It had been the best day that Henry could remember. And he didn't want it to end. He stood before the decorated tree enchanted the streetlights had just come on and the tin cans glittered in their light if ever there was a magic moment henry thought this is it he decided to make a special christmas wish he wished that one day his family would live in a nice warm apartment house now, can I ask you something? Do you think that his Christmas tree was beautiful? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Even without an angel on top of it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. After making his wish, Henry opened his eyes. His gaze fell on a pine cone lying on the ground. He picked it up and turned it over in his hands. Then he felt his father's grip on his shoulder. Time to go, Sparky, his father said. Henry stuffed the pine cone in his pocket and said goodnight to the workers and walked with his his father back to the truck. By the time they arrived home, it was well past Henry's bedtime. You must be exhausted, his mother said, slipping off his boots straight to bed with you. Shrugging off his coat, Henry felt a bulge in his pocket. It was the pine cone. He took it out and looked at it, remembering the day of joy and the magic of the tree. The next morning, Henry's parents let him sleep late. In fact, it was well past eight when the toot toot of several car horns woke him. Rushing to the window, he saw three trucks pulling up outside. All were loaded with lumber. Boop, 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 boop. Yep, there they are. And other building supplies. At the wheel of the first truck was Frank, and behind him were the other Rockefeller Center workers. What were they doing so far from the city on Christmas morning? Frank got out of the truck. After you left, we got to thinking, he said. There was all this extra wood lying around and we had the day off, so we thought we'd drive up, see what we we could do to help you out with this house of yours. Frank looked the shack over, taking in its patched walls and ill-fitting windows. "Uh, I think we'll have to make a fresh start, he said. Henry's father didn't have the words to say the way he felt, so he simply shook Frank's hand. The sound of sawing and hammering traveled far enough that Christmas morning for Henry's neighbors to wonder what was going on. A few walked over, saw the new house going up and spread the word. By mid-afternoon, a dozen more people were pitching in. As the new house took shape, Frank called Henry over. See those boards? he said, pointing to a stack of cedar. We want to use them to trim the windows. But they got nails in them. I need you to pull the nails out. Henry moved to fetch the boards, but Frank called him back. Digging into his toolbox, he handed Henry an old claw hammer. You'll be needing this, Frank said. By nightfall, the frame of the new house was nearly done. By week's end, it had a roof. And soon enough, it was ready for Henry and his family to move in. Now, what a fun thing for Frank to have done. He saw that Henry was watching everything and he gave him a task to do. And it was Henry's job to help build his house. Wasn't that amazing? Mm In the spring, Henry's parents celebrated with a big potluck dinner. They invited everyone who had helped build the house. Henry was glad to see Frank again. He was ready to return the claw hammer, but Frank wouldn't take it. You keep it, son, he said. It may come in handy someday. After dinner, Henry sat happily in his very own room. He thought about his Christmas wish and couldn't believe it had actually come true. He knew he should do something special to express how thankful he was. And he thought long and hard about what that might be. And finally, he decided to plant the pine cone. Maybe he could be Jack from the Beanstalk story, and his pine cone would be his magic bean. Henry planted the pine cone beside the new house, and in time, a seedling emerged. Henry watered and weeded it, and as time passed, both he and the tree grew tall and strong. Henry especially liked to hammer away in its shade, and he became quite a good carpenter, building many projects with his skilled hands. As Henry grew up, however, he became busy with other things. He got married and moved away and had a family and most summers though, he returned to visit his parents. On lazy days, he sat beneath the tree with his son, teaching him how to build things with an old claw hammer. As he got even older, Henry sometimes wondered where the time went. One day he was a young boy waking up with a shiver and the next he was an old man living alone. Not needing a big place anymore, he decided to move back into the house where he had grown up. To keep himself busy, Henry began working on the house, which was showing its age. He especially liked using the old claw hammer. Its polished handle, smooth and dark from wear, felt comfortable in his hand. One day, as Henry worked on the front porch, a man drove up to see him. The man told Henry that he worked for Rockefeller Center and that it was his job to pick out the new Christmas tree each year. I just love your spruce, the man said. I saw it from my helicopter yesterday and I knew it had to be this year's tree. Henry wasn't sure what to do. He knew that he was being asked Oh, it was an honor, but he and the tree had been together a long time. He was reluctant. Henry could take a rip a little pine cone off of the tree and plant it. That's brilliant. And then he would always have part of the tree with him, huh? Uh huh. And do it next season, and the next, and the next, 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 next. It could be. Yep. It could be a new cycle. Let's see what happens. I know I'm asking a lot, the man said, but if you agree, I can promise you that your tree will bring joy to millions of people. Henry thought some more. And when the holiday is over, we mill the tree and we use the lumber to help a family in need build a new home. A family in need. Now, suddenly, Henry felt a shiver. And the calendar in his mind flipped back to 1931, driving to New York City with his father, meeting Frank and the other workers, and building the house and planting the tree. And he knew what he had to do. Did you ever forget Pelican? I've been given so much, Henry said. I want to give something back. The tree is yours. But just before Thanksgiving, Henry received an invitation to the tree lighting. On the special day, a car picked him up and drove him all the way to Rockefeller Center, where he met the family whose new home would be built from the tree's lumber. They hugged him and thanked him many times for his generosity. Afterward, Henry stood off to the side and watched the family's young daughter. It's so beautiful. Can't play it. The girl said softly as she stared up at the enormous tree. Then something caught the child's eye. A pine cone had fallen to the ground. Picking it up, she turned it over and over before stuffing it into her pocket. If there ever was a magic moment, Henry thought, this is it. Henry walked over to the girl and they stood together, gazing at the glittering tree. Then Henry reached into his coat pocket and pulled out the old claw hammer. Here you go, Sparky, Henry said. You'll be needing this. He gave her his hammer. And he also gave her the pine cones so that she could replant the tree and it'll grow with her. And in the very last picture here in this book, we get to see the tree in Rockefeller Center, which is just beautiful. What's that down there? Oh, there's a big golden statue in, in Rockefeller Center as well. 30 Rockefeller Center. And it is is beautiful. Is that underground? No, it's just in layers. There's a big skating rink. If this picture were, if we could pull back from this picture, we could see that there's a big ice skating rink down here, too. I'll show you pictures. I might even post one on my Instagram. I don't know. But that, my friends, is, say it with me, Mm -hmm. the end. And how wonderful that his gift was to help other people find a home. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah.